from the band Keen, and you're listening to Beyond the Iron Sea, a collection of lies, misinformation and childish humour, presented by Christopher Flynn and Andrew Drinkwater. I absolutely promise you we are not going to play that again. Well, at least for another ten minutes, I don't think we are. Um, so, welcome to Beyond the Iron Sea, uh, the unofficial Keen podcast that always orders saggoshed, butter chicken, pilau rice and two naan. Unless, of course, Chris calls, in which case it's basically a lottery. On today's podcast, we'll be frisked by stocky bald men, have our water confiscated, and then be forced to pay £4 for a pint as we look at how the Keen Show will be changing for album three. So, while Chris enjoys the intimate attentions of a heavily tattooed skinhead, again, I'll be flicking through some of the emails we've had in response to last week's Mart-based odyssey. And finally, we'll be talking about some bands who are not called Keen. You can probably skip that bit if you want. No, 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 don't. So, that's all coming right up on today's stoic edition of Beyond the Iron Sea. Selon nos sources, le troisième album de Keen devrait sortir le 3 septembre cette année, avec quelques dates de concert avant. Beyond the Last week, we spoke about how Keane's next live show could be just weeks away. With all systems go for the album's release this autumn, a glittering array of soulless hangers have been booked up, ready to host the band. But when you're paying over the odds to be herded into what is basically a sound-equipped barn, what will you actually see on the stage? Up until now, the fourth member of Keane has been the laptop, which is just a PowerBook or a MacBook Pro, just playing all the bits that the band can't. But what we're often asked is, is what does that actually mean? Um, seeing as we now have a, effectively a fourth member of the band, how is Jesse Quinn going to take the place of the computer? We're going to refer back to some of Keane's classic shows from their Hopes and Fears period. We're actually going to do this because it's the only one that we have the master recordings of. Yes. Um, we're going to take you back to March of 2004, and we're going to play you... Uh, some excerpts from a Keen live show that they played. Um, we're going to play you what the band would sound like if they had the laptop turned off. We'll show you what's on the laptop and how exactly that could be played by Jesse Quinn. Yeah, so we're just going to prove it's not just about drums, vocals, pianos and, and synths. This is uh, the secret source to it's the Keen live show, as it were. So um, this gig in particular is uh, from March the 3rd, 2004. What are we going to play first? Okay, so this is the full mix of Everybody's Changing. So yeah, what you're hearing there is the full mix. Um, what you've got there is the, the vocals from Tom, the uh, the drums from Richard, uh, piano from Tim, but also, importantly, you've got the laptop, which is playing out bass, and also computer-generated sounds, so uh, synths, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Now, if you take that out of the equation, firstly, that's going to mean no bass track, and secondly, no computer sounds. Now, in the first instance... Jesse, who has come into the band setup, he can play bass, but he won't be able to replicate the other computer sounds. Now, 
I know you were saying that there is there is a major difference between the laptop bass sounds and Jesse's bass playing, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, firstly, it's it's obviously very very controlled, and and you know they're going to get the same sounds every uh, every night to play along with. But there's also uh, a few different things. Um, in the bass tracks that you know are a bit perhaps a bit more difficult to reproduce live so we just thought we'd play a few of them for you so i think the first one um just looking at the notes you've made for me because uh, this is your sort of area of expertise um this first one is uh what you've called fuzz uh from the intro of can't stop now yep here it is So what you've got there is is a bass guitar with a very kind of distorted effect on it, okay. which, I mean, it is possible to reproduce that live with, you know, various distortion pedals, which is perhaps an exciting thing that, you know, we could see Keen doing in the future. Using I think more then, um, something that sticks in my effects. mind is that the, um, it's the, um, the intro to Hysteria by Muse, yeah. um, which is, um, that's, that's bass and that's got lots of, um, lots of fuss on it. I'm oh, sorry, I, I'm, I'm talking from a, a position of, of relative ignorance here. Um, but yeah, that, that is the sort of thing you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it also just gives gives the sound a bit more a bit more power. Um, here's the chorus of Bed Shift, which you probably haven't noticed, but it's quite interesting to listen to on its own. So it's quite hard to sort of imagine that being in the nice, quiet song that Bed Shaped is, but all, all that is going on under the surface. Yeah. I think this is a really good illustration of the layers um, mm. within the music. Um, People always talk about Atlantic as having a really kind of driving, aggressive bass line, but I think we've just seen two examples there of it going on in hopes and fears as well. It's throughout the music. Um, so what you're saying is that although it would be hard for uh, a human bassist to consistently reproduce this, it wouldn't be impossible. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, the other thing that you see sometimes is um, piano overdubs, so just a, a piano bass added onto the bass as well, just to boost up what Tim's doing. So let's just listen to a bit here. So that, that's crazy. The, the bass notes that you can hear in, in Everybody's Changing are actually artificially enhanced by yeah, the laptop. Yeah, yeah. There's a Tim and another Tim. Just to really emphasise that bass note. Mm-hmm. Fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, and the last thing that I thought was interesting about the computer bass was um, the possibility that they can use synthesised basses. Um, they've been used on a few of the tracks, sort of computer-generated bass tracks. Um, let's have a listen to the verse of, uh, it's one of our favourite bass lines actually, we played it before, this yeah. is, this is the last time. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty funky, isn't it? Um, Again, that's something you can't really replicate exactly live, but we have seen Tim play a bass on this song before, haven't we? Mm. And I think, as you were saying, on the, um, on the laptop, 
as soon as you get to that that is it the middle eight yes as soon as you get to the end of the middle eight um it then turns back into a human bass playing again yeah for the chorus it's just simply to get through that that section which can't be replicated properly by a human playing a bass Mm mm-hmm so those are the things that uh, Jesse will be expected to confront and hopefully try and uh, and play live, assuming that he is going to be playing live with the band. But then we're also going to move on and look at some computer sounds. Now, um, what's this first one, Chris? Okay, well, the first thing you'd probably recognise from the computer sounds is the, is the big effects. Um, any Keane fan who doesn't recognise this obviously has never been to a Keane gig. It's almost like a trademark. Uh, as soon as you hear that, you know that Tom had better hurry up and finish that intro. Yeah, no matter how many times I said this is our last song, it means that really is the last song. It, you know, you, you can holler for an encore all you like. It's not coming. Yeah. So, I mean, it, can you imagine hearing Bedshaped without that noise? Um, I think it's, it's quite exciting to think that we might be moving beyond this kind of formula that you won't hear that sort of computer chiming. And you know it's the last song, and you know that Bedshaped's coming up, and it's, you know, it's almost, it's, we're moving into a stage where it's almost cliche now. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting to think that we might have heard that for the last time. Yeah, so more musically now, perhaps, um, another thing the computer is used for is sort of background chords, uh, I suppose is the best way to describe it. Here's a bit of um, a classic Keen tune that really should be back in the set, we think. Yeah. This is She Has No Time. absolutely adore that um just well the whole song um that section of that song in particular um it's a bit epic isn't it it is it's uh it's a great moment of a live set and i don't think it should have been been thrown away as quickly as it was mm. and and those chords just sort of underlie the harmony because obviously there is a risk with just having one piano doing sort of basically the whole harmony that it can get a bit weak so Having that backup is, is quite nice, I think. And see, I think it would sound a bit underpowered without it. Uh, mm. It would be recognisable as the song, mm. but you really need it to have the full, um, to have the impact of the song. You really need those extra parts, um, and that's where the laptop's been so effective in their history so far. Yeah, uh, you could consider it cheating, but I mean, I don't think having someone stand there and play the parts is going to be any different, really. So, in addition to those musical harmonies, you've also got various kind of electronic synthesizer parts. Uh, sound a bit like my dad there. Um, so this is the uh, outro of Somewhere Any We Know. So there you've got three different parts there. Um, 
you've got that underlying synth, haven't you? The big sweeping section. Mm-hmm. You have the the bit that you can you can hear the sort of the little I, I can't really describe them. The sort of the quite audible um, long um, bits, and then right in the background you have the tiny little electronic bits, don't you? This this is really not technical on any level at all. Um, but I hope you can you can sort of feel what I'm saying. Um, it's a lot more intricate than you would first think, and certainly trying to play that you would re- you would need three hands. Yeah, um, and Tim's already busy with with his two on the piano. So exactly. So you either bring in at least two more people, or you go with the laptop, hmm. or you play it without it. Yes, and the song isn't going to sound anywhere near as big without them, is it? I don't think so. I mean, let's just have a little listen to the mix without those bits in it. I, I've described that as a bit more raw, I think. Not as polished, but... Yeah, it's um, it's a bit more punk, <laughs> if I could say that. <laughs> it's a bit more like they've turned up and played. Yeah. Um, and if that's the kind of sound that they're going to go for with the, the new tour, then I, I quite like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're almost there. Um, another thing that uh, you hear, which a lot of people don't realise, is there's actually extra piano parts on the computer as well. Um, just to give it a bit more clarity and definition... It enables Tim to play parts that he otherwise wouldn't be able to play. You would need either two pianos or certainly two Tims uh, to be able to get through them. A great example of that is in the intro to Snowed Under. So what we've done first is you hear just Tim's part and then we'll also add on the piano the second time round. Okay. So what you heard there added on was the piano from the laptop the second time around, just to get, and that gives it a bit more, a bit more sparkle. And see, without it, it just it wouldn't have the same edge. It's it's almost my favourite part, and a lot of people's favourite part that extra piano part on the top. Mm, magic. Speaking of magic, um, the last thing we just wanted to quickly cover was the kind of euphoria oh, with the you, effects uh, um, that you love the laptop this. gives. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got this label as sheer beauty and euphoria. Um, which I, I guess is something that you, you know, this sort of thing is unique to Keen. Absolutely, yeah. So tell me a little bit about it. Well, I mean, there's nothing much to say, really. These are just parts that I, you probably don't hear in the Keen songs, but I think it wouldn't be the same without them. <laughs> So yes, that that bit from Bedship really sparkles. It twinkles like um, like stars in the night sky. It's it's beautiful, really is. We love it. So there you go. That's just a quick a quick roundup of uh, well, no, not so quick roundup of uh, all the bits that are on the laptop that we might be missing, but you never know, really. And I think that's an illustration of just the sheer amount of musical space that Jesse Quinn has got to fill if he's going to be stepping in as the fourth member of the band. But we don't actually know if he's just going to be a fourth member. There may even be a fifth member playing synths. He could be uh, the fourth member followed by a string quartet, Hmm. um, an accordion player, an extra pianist. Um, We all want an extra pianist. (laughs) Sorry, really, lame gag. Um, 
But yeah, it, it could be it could be that a number of people will be joining them on this tour. We just don't know. Um, but I think that that gives you an idea of what the laptop actually does for the band. Mm. And this obviously all applies to the old songs. We don't know what the new songs will sound like or what the requirements will be like for them. Will they need multiple mm. synth parts? I mean, we've uh, we've never heard any of Under the Iron Sea even uh, as it comes out of the laptop. So it, you know, for, for all we know, it could be that ninety five percent of uh, say Atlantic comes out of uh, out of the laptop and it's just Richard drumming. That that's you know as far as we know that that's what it could be. Um, I don't so, think so. So it'll be it'll be really fascinating to see exactly how this develops when they are actually out on tour. So, like many of our features, it basically concludes with us saying that was a lot of information. Now let's wait and see. Noticias internacionales. Recientemente, Tim condujo una entrevista con el sitio web keenbackline.info en lo cual revela todo sobre los instrumentos que forman parte de su nuevo álbum. Puedes leer lo cuando lanzará el sitio web dentro de las próximas semanas. También habrá un anuncio con detalles sobre el título del álbum en el mes que viene. We receive loads of your emails every week, and we're really flattered that you take the time to write in to us. Well, especially the girls. I mean, thank the Lord for women. Damn right. Keep the emails coming in to us at beyondtheinc at gmail.com. And join the many fans on MySpace at myspace.com slash beyondtheinc. Anyway, while we try as far as possible to keep these podcasts about the band rather than about our own less interesting lives, we do still get asked things about ourselves. For example, shoe size. Haircut, who to vote for, where we've left the remote control, our home addresses, whether we can service them sexually, facial hair updates, and a whole lot more. So, in the spirit of extending our personalities to you, while still keeping everything we hold dear private, we thought we'd share some of what we're listening to at the moment, just to give you a bit of a flavour of us. Um, so first up, here's something that Chris would like to recommend. Yeah, so, so my album of the week, as it were, is uh, Kevin Devine, Split the Country, Split the Street. Uh, just a Brooklyn-based singer-songwriter. I know that sounds terrible, but he's actually brilliant. He's got the loudest voice in the world, even louder than Tom's. When, when he sings, he has to stand sort of two, three metres back from the microphone and just let rip. It's amazing. So check him out. What's this song called? This is No Time Flat. Now, Andrew. So, yeah, um, this is a band that came into my consciousness around the time of the Glastonbury Festival. Um, I played two good sets at the festival, uh, one which you might have seen on TV, um, but also a much, much better one, um, which they played up the hill in the park, uh, right at the top of the festival grounds on the Saturday night. Um, they are produced by uh, Dave Fridman, who um, is of Mercury Rev, and also produced The Flaming Lips, um, two bands that Keen have been talking a lot about recently and I'm sure this will have been on the Keen Stereo at some stage in the past six months I'm sure so this is MGMT uh, their album's called uh, I think it's Oracular 
Oracular Spectacular? Oracular Spectacular. I think that's right. Um, and this is uh, the opening track and the, the anthem from the album. This is Time to Pretend. So, if you like them, you can find those tracks in stores today. Uh, I think we can put some links up on our website as well if you want to look them up. Yeah, check them out. Internationale Nachrichten. Keen haben Londoner Musiker Jesse Quinn eingeladen, an ihrem neuen Album mitzuarbeiten. Wir erwarten, dass er die Band auch auf ihrer nächsten Tour begleiten wird. So we totter over the line of another Beyond the Iron Sea. Yeah, sorry if you thought we phoned this one in. Uh, we, we promise we'll try harder next week. As Chris often finds, it is hard to constantly perform under pressure. So sad. Next week, we'll hopefully be joined by a special guest. A very special guest who has never been heard on Beyond the Iron Sea before. Is it Jesus? Yes, Chris. It's Jesus. Wow, good booking. Who's his agent? So, until then, email in to beyondtheinc at gmail.com. Or just do the whole MySpace thing. You don't need me to tell you the address again. So, until next time, cheers. <laughs>